Hey there, welcome back. Today, this is a bonus episode, and this is why I say it's good to subscribe because then you know when something is coming up. And I don't do this a lot, but every once in a while I'll do this. And I didn't record when I was on vacation and I didn't put up a show, so I had a little bit of time left. And you know, I'm always saying that budget is not just a matter of money, it's also time and space. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory, and this is very unscripted. This is the way it works. With podcast. I have a certain amount of money that I spend every month, and then I have a certain amount of time, so many minutes or so many hours, that I can post something up. Well, I have a little bit of time left, and I'm going to use that time. <laughs> it was, I was having my coffee this morning. I was thinking about something that I just wanted to share with you. So I'm in planning mode. One of the things that I'm thinking that I really wanted to do more of this year, 2019, I am definitely going to put it in my calendar, and we're going to talk more about that in January, uh, about planning your 2020 garden, and that is I want to spend more time in 2020 going and walking through other gardens. Now, this is why you can go on the internet, and I talked about this a little bit in that uh, The Dangers of Comparison show. That is that whenever you go onto the internet and you look at, let's just say, the Garden of Versailles, or you go look at someone's beautiful picture on Pinterest or whatever it is, that's not the way that it always looks. And a lot of times we really get down on ourselves because we feel like that's the way it's supposed to look. When we plant this specific plant and we do it, we pair it with this specific plant and it, we see a picture on the internet, that's just not the way it is. It's kind of like looking at pictures of these models in these magazines and the way that they look in the picture, maybe sometimes it's touched up. Maybe that's not what they look like first thing in the morning, or maybe that's not what they look like in the heat of the, what I always call the beat down of the July summers in Texas. And I'm going to really encourage you to do this because I really am going to be doing it for myself. And that is to go pay the $5 or $10 to go walk through the botanic gardens, wherever, whatever's closest to you. It Maybe you want to take a vacation and you want to base it around going through some gardens. I know one of my big dream gardens to go see is Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's garden. And I would love to plan a vacation around that. I don't know if that'll happen this year. But the other thing that you can do, and I used to do this a lot, we live out in the country now, we don't really live in a neighborhood. But when we did live in a subdivision, I would just go walk through the neighborhoods and I would look at how people have done some of their landscaping. And it's good if you can do that to do it, you know, on a weekly basis, take a walk. It's good for you or a daily basis, but on a monthly basis for sure, because then you can kind of see what that looks like, you know, whether it's irises or hydrangeas or azaleas or whatever. And now you're probably only going to see what's in the front yard unless you know the people and you can go see their backyard. But just go look at some gardens. Now, the other thing that I want to say about this is if you go to, say, the Botanic Gardens, it used to be free here in Fort Worth. I don't live in Fort Worth, but I live just outside of Fort Worth. It used to be free where you could go anytime you wanted to, and they've started charging. 
And I know that you can buy a membership, uh, but I think it's about $10. So one of the things that I want to encourage you to do, and I'm going to tell you why, is go by yourself. Go take a walk through those gardens by yourself. Now, yes, it is a great date night or a great date day for you to go on a date with someone. But if you're doing that, you're really not going to be paying attention to what you're seeing. I love to take a camera with me and just take lots and lots and lots of pictures. And you know, a lot of times what I see, and it's not so much, I guess it's me being kind of judgy. I'm judging them, but it's good because it's validation for me. If I see that it's July and I'm walking around in their gardens in July, everything is not pristine and full of um, green and bright colors because it's suffering a little bit. At least here where I live in the state of Texas, it's just so hot. It's almost like another winter. A lot of plants have a hard time. They struggle in the month of July. Well, when I go and I see someone else's garden, it makes me feel better. I'm not really sure how else to put that, but it makes me feel better about what I'm doing because I sometimes if I'm looking just at my gardens and I'm in my gardens all the time, then I'm judging myself. I'm, I'm too hard on myself because I'm thinking that I'm doing something wrong. Now, if you can only do that once in a while, then that's great. That's awesome. You get to see a lot of really good pairings. When I say pairings, I mean uh, this plant, what it looks like next to that plant. And I do think that it's a wonderful idea to go when everything is at its prime. If you're going to go to a garden, then go many times a year if you can. If you have the, the time, the budget, and the space in your calendar to do so. But I want to encourage you to do this by yourself if you can, because and I would tell you, it is so very normal to not want to go somewhere by yourself. If you're one of those people that just likes to go off and wander by themselves, then you're not the normal person. The normal person does not like to go to the movie by themselves, does not like to go sit in a restaurant and eat by themselves. And this is one of those things. It's like you're going on an adventure. And, you know, it may be something like going and just taking a walk through the woods somewhere. If you have a, if you live next to a state park or a national park, that might be, that's a really good idea as well. And just take notice of, go back and listen to that episode number two, the one thing that'll make all the difference in your garden, and then go and walk through the woods. Because you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see the overstory, the understory, the leaf litter, the ground layer, all of the things that I talk about in, when it comes to ecological succession and how we mimic Mother Nature. We mimic what the forest does, letting the forest be the teacher. And that's a really good idea, too. I'm one of those people. I don't like to go sit in a restaurant by myself. I have gone to the movies by myself a couple of times. And when I did, I felt really awkward. But man, okay, so let me let me give you a little bit of a backstory. So a few years ago, my son was in the hospital. The hospital was fairly close to the Botanic Gardens. And I just went by myself to the Botanic Gardens just to kind of get away um, I think he had some other visitors come in and they were going to spend some time with him. And I thought, I'll just get away for a little bit. And I went and just took a walk through the gardens and it felt so good 
just to go take pictures. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at that pond and look at that fountain. And, you know, I was just kind of dreaming. Like, what could I do? How could I implement some of those things in my own landscape? And it was just such a great experience. I don't know why I don't do it more. (laughs) Again, I've told you I'm a homebody and I really like to stay close to home. It, It gives you so much inspiration. And I would say not even to take a journal and write, which you certainly could. You could make some notes. I know one of the things that I'll do if I'm not around a crowd of strangers that I don't know, I kind of go off to myself, but I'll just take my smartphone and I take a lot of pictures if you don't want to take a big camera with you and I'll record and I will say out loud what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if, you know, (laughs) and again, I'm kind of whispering into my phone if there's anyone near me, but I will take video and I'll make a note to self. And that's what I do sometimes in my garden as well. I'll say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to make a video and I'm going to make a note to self and then I'll go back and I'll look at that. But anyway, yeah, so if I just thought that I would throw this up there real quick, because this is something that I am planning to do in my garden, and I didn't even give you an introduction or anything like that. Um, But I also want to say thank you so much to the people that email me and send me uh, private messages on Facebook and direct messages. So that's PMs on Facebook, DMs on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. And I heard from someone recently that was asking for the plant folio and they sent me such a sweet message. It was, it was just amazing to hear. I've gotten several emails and DMs and messages saying how helpful it is. Well, I want to ask you a favor. If you would write a review, since you feel that way, however you feel, and you write a review on the show, it's real easy. What you do is, okay, I'm going to get my phone out so I can tell you exactly how to do this. Okay, so if you're in an episode, then you click on the, and my phone, it's purple, and you click on the show name. And once you click on the show name, you just scroll down a little bit, it says ratings and reviews. So you can rate the show. And I just feel kind of funny asking people to rate and review the show. But this is why and this is what it does. It helps more people find the show. Whenever there's a lot of ratings and a lot of reviews, someone there's a lot of gardening podcasts out there to choose from. And I've just heard from so many of you that have said such sweet things and said that it's really made a difference and just they're praying for me. And that means so much to me. If you rate and review the show, then it helps other people find the show. And if that's really how you feel, I don't want you to do anything that's insincere or that that's not how you feel. I've never asked any family member or any friend, hey, would you go rate and review the show for me? I really want it to be authentic and sincere from listeners, uh, strangers that I don't know, that it's really made a difference because that's the answer to my prayer is that it has made a difference. And, you know, sometimes I'm just sitting in my office in my house, looking out at my gardens. Sometimes, especially in the beginning, I felt like, is anybody even really listening? Does anybody even really care? Is this just me ranting and 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 talking ceaselessly about gardening and does anybody really care? So it really means so much to me. So what you do is you 
in an episode, you click on the show and it's a different color. Then you scroll down and there's a place. Now, this is in iTunes. This is how I listen to podcasts. I don't know about Stitcher or Spotify or any of these other ones. But if you can find out, email me and let me know so I can share it. (laughs) But um, that's where you can either hit, you know, one star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five stars, whatever you feel. And then you write it. And then there's a place on there where you can write a review. So you just click on write a review and then um, you can write in your review there. And that would really mean a lot to me just to know, am I going in the right direction? Also, it just helps people, other people find the show. If you would do me a favor and do that, I would really appreciate it. And I love to hear that you guys are sharing the show. I've had a lot of people tell me I'm sharing it with other people that I know are big into gardening or want to be into gardening, and they want to do it in a beyond organic way, and they want to do it that's going to be less and less work over time, and all of those things. So I just love hearing that you're sharing the show, that you're enjoying the show, and so yeah. also want to tell you I have another announcement to make. Uh, I also want to tell you that the plant folio is on its way. It's done. And I did email it to someone that asked for it because they sent me an email. But you know me, I'm always telling you, I'm not real great at the tech. All the techie stuff that happens. And I did upload that starter guide and that's at edifilgardens.com forward slash start, how you can get your starter guide. And it's been so long since I've done that, I kind of have to go back and figure out how to upload something else. And I have all these soft, the software and these applications that will let me do it. It's just that, and I know I've done it before. It's just that I have to relearn how to do that. But I have several things like that, several freebies for you, because that's the best way that I know to help you to get started. But the plant folio, if it's something that you want, I know we're all in planning phase right now. If this is something that you really want and you need it now, I understand I will uh, just send me an email and I will send it to you. And what I have is actually two forms. One that I have filled out and it's all about oregano. And then one that is a blank slate so that you can write into it. And whenever I roll that out, I'm going to tell you how you can do it either by handwriting and then put your own pictures in there, like a, like a hard copy of a picture. But I'm also going to tell you about some free software that I use in order to do this so that you can do it yourself and have it be all typed up and nice and neat and just looks like a little folio, a little booklet, which by the way, I looked this up one time because I thought, you know, some people call it this or that or whatever. The reason that I call it a folio is because it's not anything I learned in permaculture. It's not anything I learned in the master gardener's class. It's something that I learned somewhere else. I don't remember where I learned it, but a folio is basically four pages and it's, it's a front and back and it's a front and back. So if you take a piece of paper, just imagine that you just put your two hands out in front of you, if you're not driving, and put your hands together. Now open your hands up again. So your left hand would be the front. The the back of your hand would be the front. The inside of your left hand would be an inside page. The On your right hand, your open hand, you're holding your hands together. The inside page would be 
page three, and then when you put your hands together, the outside of your hand, your right hand, is going to be the last page. So it's basically a one-fold information on four pages. So again, put your hands out. If you put your hands out like someone's trying to hand you something, and then you close your hands, and then you open your hands back up, each side of your hand is going to be information on each page. So anyway, that's what a folio is. That's because it just needs to be, there's a lot of information, but it doesn't need to be a book. There's a lot of books out there. And you, and you know, I'm always telling you, and I'll real roll this out whenever we talk about the plant folio again some more, but I'm always telling you that you need to do your own research. And I certainly could send you all of my information, but you know how I'm always saying, I'm not gardening in your garden and neither is anybody else unless it's your, your spouse or your partner or your, your kids or your grandma or, you know, someone that your roommate, whoever it is that's gardening with you, it, unless it's one of those people then they don't, these other people that are online, certainly I listen to a lot of people on podcasts. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I buy a lot of books. I've taken a lot of courses, but nobody else is gardening where in my space, in my garden, my garden is in my land and my conditions are so unique to me that I really want to do my own research. I have different reasons for gardening that somebody else. Maybe I want to know about the medicinal qualities. Maybe I want to know about the niche in, uh, you know, I always feel weird saying niche. I grew up saying niche, <laughs> but about the niche or the niche that that plant fills, whether it's a ground cover, whether it's an over, overstory or a vining layer. But I do give you an example of how I do it. And then I'm also giving you a blank slate to work with that has some words filled in and like, and I have a, a placeholder like this is where you can put a picture. And I do believe it's very important that you do pictures and that you see what it looks like as a seedling. You see what it looks like, what the seed looks like, because a lot of seeds look very different. And sometimes, you know, you'll do this. I don't know if you'll do this, but I do this where I, you know, some seed falls out while I'm planting seeds and I, I just planted something else. I'm like, was that that seed or was that that seed? Or when it's coming up in the garden, what do the dicots look like or the monocots look like? Those first leaves that come up. You know, just anything that you want to know about that plant. It, it, Like I said, it's just so different for every person. This was just kind of like so unscripted and it was so rough and raw. But I wanted to get that information out to you. The main thing is go see some other gardens. That's what I would recommend. Go get some inspiration. Now, you're not trying to compare really yourself to somebody else, but just go get some inspiration, especially if you're new. And if you're wanting to try some different plant combinations. Oh, one more thing. If you go to the nurseries, everybody's going to have their plants out pretty soon. Don't feel bad about just getting a basket or finding a place like a blank place in the floor and just take some pots. If you're going to buy plants, even if you're not, and you're just looking for some plant combinations and what they're going to look like together, because, you know, we're going to mix up all of our flowers and our herbs and our and our um, crops that we're going to eat together. But 
this is about the aesthetics too, what it's going to look like, how it's going to make you feel when you're in that space. But just go grab some plants and just put them together. You know, put them together in your basket. Get some um, get some marigolds and put it with some sweet alyssum and then go get something else and put it with that and then just take a picture with your phone. I mean, I could do a whole show on just how to use your phone, your smartphone for designing or planning because I do that all the time and maybe that's what I'll do. Another thing is let me know, send me an email of something that you want me to talk about. If there's something that you have a question and I'm not answering, I want to answer your questions. I'm putting up information as I'm doing it here, but a lot of times I take things for granted that someone might want to know what I just did and somebody else might want to see whatever it is that I'm doing. So send me some questions. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for the sweet words. And I can't wait to hear from you again. I, that's what I live for. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, that'll do it for this episode, this bonus episode. And remember, this podcast is dedicated to you so that we can all put good food on the table. Until next time, bye for now. Bye for now.